Beginning the Track, a 52-episode introduction to Star Trek. I am so excited to begin this track with you, Jessica. I am, Star Trek is literally a very big part of my life and something that I love and that I can give this gift to you and anyone else who wants it is like just joyful for me. So I'm such a nerd fanboy, right? Like, yes, I think that's exactly your passion overfloweth. I, it does. It does. <laughs> and I just have to be careful not to, I don't want to overwhelm you. You know, I don't want to overwhelm you with, with, with all the nerdy stuff, but I'm laying this path out so that you can savor every step. Like, that's what I'm hoping happens. One thing that I want to know, and that I know a lot of people, especially when I went to the Star Trek convention, a lot of people wanted to know how you, Jessica, were able to become this nerdy science fiction fan if that's what you are that's what i described you as sure how did you manage to miss watching star trek through your whole life well it helps that i wasn't born until after the initial one was done so i'm quite a bit younger than the older fans who were like i remember when the first episode of star trek came out and i would describe myself as a fairly hardcore sci-fi nerd. I feel like if I can reference Babylon 5 in everyday conversation, that's pretty sci-fi nerdy. And I can. And I think that show is when I started to become a sci-fi nerd. And I, I, I finally admitted it to myself. And that might be part of it. Because I never, like a lot of people, you make the assumption of, oh, Star Trek equals this horrible version of nerd. And they get so far out there or they get like angry because you don't know as much as they do. And that's for any fandom. Like I can talk to Dr. Who fans are like, Oh, I can't believe you don't know about this. Uh, And just not wanting to join that tribe probably kept me away a little bit, which is ridiculous because I have no problem calling myself a brown coat. Actually for everyone, because even the fans don't know what kind of, curation you've been doing to make this like you said not even about you but about the journey of an introduction to star trek and everything you would need and want to know that i don't know what we're going to be watching either so and it's that that's just that's super fun i get to be led on this journey and kind of like handheld while i go through it that's just that's fun for me i like it (laughs) oh thank you since you and I talked about it and, and even, you know, going back to when you first told me you had not seen Star Trek and my trying to figure out, well, gosh, how do you, how do you start? You know, where do you, do I, do I start her with the first episode? Right. Do I start her with the, uh, you know, do we start with the pilot? Do we start with the other pilot? Do we start with the next generation? So many different ways to go. Right. Um, that's kind of how this whole thing came about. And as I've compiled my list, my 52 episode introduction, not the 52 best, not the 52 most popular, Okay, but the 52 episodes that I feel presented in the order that I'm presenting them give you, Jessica, and hopefully everyone, a great introduction to everything that's available in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And then where you chose to go from there is up to you. Oh, 
That's that's a lot. You you mentioned that there's more than 700 episodes. Like if you include all of the things, that's not even counting movies. I don't know if I could take something that I love that had 700 portions of it and then be like, sure, we'll just give you 52. I'm going to be like, you barely scratched the surface, which maybe that, that maybe that is the, entirely the intent because this is just the start, right? Like, God knows if I do fall in love, I'll spend the next two years binge watching and finding my favorites. And like you said, finding that one thing about it that I'm just like, oh, that's what I really love is whatever it is that I fall in love with. I, I have no doubt that your television screen is going to be full of Star Trek for years to come. I have absolutely no doubt of that, except for the little tiny, little tiniest bit of doubt that will have me balled up crying in a corner somewhere if, if you hate this. But I just, I just know you're going to love this. What are you going to do if I'm just like, this is awful? It's... It's old and cruddy, and it has white guys everywhere, and I'm not a fan. <laughs> well, and hopefully you'll see a whole lot more than that. But I'm going to have to deal with whatever there is for you because part of my mission is to give this gift I call Star Trek. No, this 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 what I call a gift that is Star Trek to anyone who wants it and let you discover what your Star Trek is. Everybody's got their own version. You know, we all run around and say, who is our captain? Uh, because the, the shows, you know, often center around a, a, a authority figure that's a captain or a person in command. And so who is your captain is kind of like, which version of Star Trek is your favorite? You can sure. like it all, but which do you, yeah, which is yours? So I have to sit back and let you discover your, in fact, that's the joy of this is letting you discover yours. And I'm pretty sure you're going to love it. <laughs> I wouldn't do this if I didn't think you were going to love it, but I, I will find out. I think, I think I'm going to love it. There are aspects I already love. Like I follow Patrick Stewart. Like I've listened to him on the Nerdist before and he's just such a genuine person and in interviews. It's hard not to like him. And I already know, I may not have ever watched him, but I already know that he's a captain on one of the Voyagers enterprisey things. <laughs> You'll correct me. All in good time. Yeah, no, I have a feeling I'm going to be embarrassed quite a bit when you're just like, oh, that is not the correct anything and i'm gonna be like okay well i don't know but it's a little bit for you guys it has to be a little bit like somebody mock not mocking chewbacca but not knowing who chewy is and it's just like okay how do you not know this that's ridiculous for all of the fans out there that's what this sounds like to them but i really hope that all of those people realize that there's really there is a lot of people who you heard of star trek Maybe we've seen it on TV, but we didn't stop because we're not in love with it or we associate it with something, with something we've made up in our brains that is, oh, this is what Star Trek is, whether it is or not, you know. There's a stigma. Yes. There's a little bit of a stigma for people outside of fandom. They may not get, you know, what could be perceived as a level of kind of craziness. It's just the way we express our love for this thing. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to keep the nerd level to a minimum. We're not gonna do the deep dive trivia. 
we're not going to do the here's how the timeline worked or talking about how this actor is going to show up then and there. What I want to do is concentrate on the, the, the story and the characters and let you explore Star Trek on your own mm-hmm. along with everybody who's listening and, and, and see what you get. And we'll let the conversations go there. This is what had me want to put this on a podcast was I know you and I are going to have the greatest sure. conversations in the world about this. I can't wait for you to see the first episode. I, I, I'm so giddy. I'm so, oh, I can't yeah. wait for, for that to happen. <laughs> but I have to say, just to let you know, go, going back to what you were saying earlier, like I could hate it. If I do hate something, I really am going to be brutally honest. If there's, uh, what is that? The line of the scene about a hat. There are scenes that they purposefully put them in just so that you can have like a big extravagant costume. And I'm sure some costume designers probably love that. I hate it. And I know sci-fi shows that do this, Stargate in particular, where it's just like, okay, that was a scene about a hat. And I will call it out. I'm sure I won't be the first one or the last who's just like, uh, why? (laughs) What was that for? Well, and I want you to. I want you to be able to call out those moments. If if you see something you don't like, we're watching a show that started in 1960, actually 64. The, the, it was first aired in 1966. Okay. And, and, and I'll explain all that. We'll get into, I don't know, Star Trek 101, we'll call it. Okay. We're talking about a show that, as of this recording, is coming up on 50 years old. So who knows what you're going to see? You know, uh, you weren't even a thought when these shows were on the air for the first time. And I don't know how you're going to receive it. I have deep, deep respect for anything that lasts because time tells truth. The crappy stuff gets pushed away through time. Everybody kind of forgets. If so many people after 50 years have fallen in love with this, are still so in love with it. That's the kind of love that you don't get if it's crappy. It gets forgotten. I, I have an enormous amount of respect in never having watched it, just knowing that right there. I have a feeling I'm going to love it. <laughs> the first thing was, I went back and I thought about how I got introduced to Star Trek. Because I've had so many people tell me, well, you just start with the first episode. You start with the pilot, and then you, you know you move into, and you do them in order. And I thought, no, that's that that doesn't work. And that's not how I watched Star Trek. My first episode was an episode we're actually not going to watch. It was my last one to take off the list, only as a sentimental favorite. Uh, but it was an episode called A Piece of the Action, because I watched them whenever they were on, whenever they came on, they weren't necessarily in any particular order. And especially with the original series, for the most part, you can watch them in no particular order. Mm -hmm. So the order that I'm selecting is based on introducing you to characters, based on introducing you to the situations, based on introducing you to the different types of stories that come out of Star Trek. I completely believe, just in knowing you, that you have put, you have had to put your heart on a platter and carve away, like, literally everything that wasn't 100% essential. I completely believe that. 
I, well, I'm going to make a few recommendations at the end of each each week. Um, if you really liked this particular episode, here's a couple others that are along that similar theme. Or maybe if you like that character in this episode, here's a couple of other episodes that you might want to watch that also feature that character. So uh, I'll be doing that along the way, too. So, uh, again, if you're the kind of person that can't wait, um, I got you covered. And if you want to uh, take it in uh, the, the episodes uh, one at a time, got you covered there, too. I'm probably going to refrain from watching anything that you don't tell me to watch. So I'm going to stick to what you tell me to watch. But after the year is over, you know, I'm going to go through and be like, I really liked those three things. So I'm going to watch all of that one thing that he gave me. Like, there's just no way I'm not going to. It's going to happen. I'd actually like to readdress. I think we really pussyfooted around calling Star Trek fans crazy because i think most star trek fans who are hardcore fans know they're crazy you are well aware of how crazy you are about star trek yeah absolutely like i don't think they're going to be offended by me being like y'all are crazy and i avoided that yeah you kind of you kind (laughs) of you got to understand when you're standing on a street corner and someone comes walking by in a starfleet uniform that looks weird to the normal person yes yeah i mean I see people in football jerseys all the time. They also look crazy, just by the way. And yet, for some reason... They don't have the stigma. They don't have the stigma that, that you know, some of the nerdier stuff does. Uh, but so what? You know, we all, we're all fans our own way. Let your freak flag fly. So I know people are going to be like, no, you start at the beginning, but you chose not to do that because. Right. I chose not to do the first pilot first because I wanted you to get to meet the actual characters, the, the Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock and, and Dr. McCoy and all the, all the characters that you're going to be watching in the original series. And if I started you out with a pilot full of a bunch of characters that you were never going to see again, sure. that might have been a little confusing. Only one of the characters from the original pilot makes it into the second pilot, and that is the character of Spock. Was he played by Leonard Nimoy in both? Yes, yes. But they made some pretty significant changes. Like wardrobe-wise? Well, um, a little bit of makeup change and also character changes. Oh. Um, you'll, actually, you'll actually catch him doing some things that he would never do in later, uh, later episodes. But don't worry, because we're going to actually go back and watch The Cage. We're going to watch the original pilot, just not first. Okay. We're going to watch it in, in a few weeks. We'll get to that. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so be ready for that. Um, I feel like that's fair. Yeah, I, my, like I said, my goal is to introduce Star Trek in a way that gives you a flavor of all of it. And I met Captain Kirk first. You should, too. <laughs> That's how I look at it. I, he's kind of a central figure. I don't know if anybody else has figured this out, but I'm pretty sure they have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, even, even if you haven't watched Star Trek, if you had told me you didn't know who Captain Kirk was, we'd be having a whole different Yes, like, were you literally born underground and stayed there? And yet, if you don't know anything about it at all, if you don't even know who Captain Kirk is while you're listening to this and you're wondering, like, who are they talking about? 
don't worry. You'll meet him at the be- the very beginning of the very first episode. Uh, I do have to say, I was at a party uh, not too long ago. And yes, I know who Captain Kirk is. and But William Shatner, for me, has never been Captain Kirk. And somebody said something about Star Trek or Captain Kirk. And he was like, played by William Shatner. And I immediately, I knew it was going to make him angry, but I immediately turned to the other guy and I was like, you know, the Travelocity guy. Usually when a television show gets made, somebody writes what's called a pilot. And if somebody at a network or a studio likes that pilot, um, then they turn it into a pilot episode. They make a pilot that shows basically what the story is about. It introduces all the characters and situations and all that. Star Trek was unique. Star Trek had two pilots. The first pilot, an episode called The Cage, was um, made in 1964. It starred a man named Jeffrey Hunter as Captain Christopher Pike. Okay. This pilot was rejected by the network. Was it awful? No, it was brilliant. Okay. It was so brilliant, in fact, that the network said, we know there's something here, but we think it's too smart. So we want a more mainstream version. We were promised something that was a little more like a Western in space and it gave us something a little more science-y. And so the networks did something they've never done. They ordered a second pilot. And in the second pilot, and that was an episode called Where No Man Has Gone Before. And that one starred um, William Shatner as James T. Kirk, Captain Kirk. And that is what turned into the Star Trek that we know today. Okay. Now, Jessica and all you new fans, give me a moment. Okay. Because I need to address something to all of us Star Trek fans, us, us Trekkies and Trekkers, us, us hardcores, because they're about to go crazy here Ooh. when I say what we're going to do. So give me a second. Okay, you ready? Uh-oh. Okay, guys and gals, here's the deal. We're going to get to the cage. I promise you, we're going to get to the cage. But I'm not going to do it as the first episode. What I want to do is introduce Captain Kirk and the crew of the Enterprise that we know today. So I'm I'm going to skip the cage for now. And I'm going to not do where no man has gone before. Oh, a thousand screaming fans hate you all over the social media. I, well, if there's a thousand of them out there to hate me, then I'm even more thrilled than that. But, but bear with me. Bear with me because I, I, I've combed through all these episodes and there's an episode that I think is if, – if, if there were an episode to watch first, I feel that this is so what Star Trek is all about. Um, and it also, when I watched it um, in, in getting ready for this, for this broadcast – it seemed very much like a pilot to me. It kind of introduces the characters a piece at a time, too. So um, the name of the episode is The Corbamite Maneuver. The Corbamite Remover. The Corbamite Maneuver. Maneuver. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The Corbamite Maneuver. The Corbomite Maneuver. Corbomite. The Corbomite C-O-R-B-O-M-I-T-E. Just like it sounds. Corbomite 
maneuver. I don't know. It's a maneuver, you know, like a maneuver. That's a serious tongue twister for me. It's a bit of a tongue twister and it's, it's designed to be very sneaky and stuff. So don't worry about it. Ooh, is the episode sneaky and stuff? Why don't you watch it and you can tell me. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will. So the Corbo Might Maneuver was the 10th episode aired. Okay. On November 10th, 1966. Streaming services, you need to be very careful because even though I'm telling you it was episode number 10, it was aired 10th, there are going to be some numbering differences based on what streaming service you use. Uh, so, so if you're using CBS or Netflix or Hulu or I, it seems like Star Trek is everywhere right now. Yeah. I think CBS opened up just like all access to it because I can go to the website and just go to anywhere. So I'll just search for the name instead of looking at, at by episode number, but at least it gives me a good place. It's going to be in season one of the original series. And it should be right around episode number 10. Okay. And it's and it's called the Corbomite Maneuver. All right. Okay? Okay. I and so, like I want you to like turn off your microphone and go watch it right now. <laughs> and then we'll talk about it in 45 minutes or an hour, but you're not going to do that, are you? I'm not. I am going to be tweeting this when I watch it. I'm going to start watching on Sunday nights. So you can expect me to do this September 10th at 6 p.m. And that's going to be a mountain. So five if you're on the West Coast and what is that? Eight if you're on the East Coast. What if you're in um, Paris? I think that you should look up the world clock on Google and let me know about that. So, but it's five o'clock on uh, in Pacific Standard Time. Yes, and six o'clock in Mountain Time where you are, and f and eight o'clock Eastern Time. Yes, and anyone else can look up those and see where they're because uh, if you're in Australia, you definitely want to get in on this conversation. <laughs> September tenth, six p.m. Mountain Time. And if you get in on it later, just search for the hashtag of the name of the title. Because I plan on doing this, so that's going to be, you know, hashtag the Corbomite Maneuver. And you'll see all of my thoughts there. And then I get to talk about with Andy, and that'll be fun. Oh, that'll be awesome. <laughs> This has been Beginning the Trek, a 52-episode introduction to Star Trek. I'm Andy Goldberg, and my goal is to give the gift of Star Trek to anyone who wants it. Every show, I'll select a single episode of Star Trek to share with my great friend and Star Trek first-timer, Jessica Ray, and with all of you. We watch the episode, and then we discuss what we saw. Jessica, for her first time, and me, well, let's just say I've seen them more than once. Next week, we'll be discussing the original series' first season episode, The Corbomite Maneuver. To join in on the fun, make sure you watch The Corbomite Maneuver before our next show. Our website is www.beginningthetrek.com. Find us on Facebook at Beginning the Trek, and on Twitter, our handle is at Begin the Trek. For Jessica Ray, I'm Andy Goldberg saying welcome. We hope you enjoy Beginning the Trek. 8 East Coast, 
eight? Not eight. Eight. <laughs> Five. I, I'm so... North is wherever's in front of me, people. So... North is wherever's in front of me. Right. The gate is always down. Yes. The, the gate is always down. Very nice. Very nice.